Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly would like to delay their story briefly so that you may hear this. Folks, I'd venture to say that most of you know what real trouble, sickness, and accidents can bring a family, especially if it's Dad who gets ill or injured. Not only are medical expenses budget-breaking, but if Dad's salary check is cut off when he's unable to work, things can be rough and tough for the whole family. We're talking, of course, about the Prudential Insurance Company's new income protection and hospital and surgical expense plans. These new plans of Prudential's are outstanding in the field of sickness and accident insurance. They've got certain protective features few other plans have. So, friends, to get the facts on how you can meet the high cost of sickness and accidents for your family... We've got a folder we want you to have. It'll give you an idea how the Prudential can tailor sickness and accident plans to fit your family needs. Just write your name and address on a card with the word sickness and accident. And send it to Fibber McGee and Molly, Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. That's Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. Do it today, huh? It's important for you and for your family. The McGee's and Dr. Gamble all went on a diet last week. And it turned into a bet as to who could lose the most weight by Tuesday. They're sitting around the McGee living room right now, and to keep their minds off the subject of food, Mr. McGee is reading the Sunday paper. Listen to this, Doc. Eastern Medic endorses witch doctors. What? Says witch doctors with their grotesque masks literally frighten their patients into getting better. Emotions produced by sight of weird faces jog the body's system into producing disease-fighting hormones. Oh, these newspaper yarns. Well, boy, this one, I believe, because it explains why you're such a success as a doctor. If that's true, there's a great future ahead for you, my boy. We'll use you to scare the witch doctors when they get sick. Now, oh. uh, now, now, that's <laughs> enough of that, boys. Don't start. Okay. Wasn't very funny anyhow. Hey, here's an item. Says a guy down in Duncan, Oklahoma, went to a livestock auction with the hiccups and came back with six Shetland ponies he didn't want. <laughs> that reminds me of a lad who recently bought some weather balloons at an auction. Yeah, but I made him pay off, though. I got my money back. Almost. Hey, listen to this one. Gabbers wanted, says. Toledo, Ohio. The Volunteer Bureau for Social Services here has issued a call for people who like to gab. How did they hear about you clear over in Toledo? Says chatty conversationalists are needed to visit lonely shut-ins who will appreciate a friendly human voice. Say, I never thought of it, but that's a good idea, all right. Anyone with the cheery disposition and a willingness to discuss topics of the day or other interesting subjects are urged to register to cheer the sick and lonely. Well, what do you think of that, Docky? It's a wonderful idea. Wish we had a bureau like that here in Whistle Vista. Yeah, and if we did, by golly, I'd be the first guy to volunteer for it, too. Oh, he likes to talk all right, Doctor. Yes, I know. You betcha. I'd be glad to spend a few hours now and then cheering up some shut-in with my sparkling conversation. If I knew any shut-ins, I mean. I know one all right. Oh? Old Mrs. Tolliver. Yeah? Patient of mine. Say, that might be an idea, but... Oh, no. What were you going to say, Doctor? Oh, what's the use of discussing it? 
McGee was only making small talk anyhow. I was not no such a thing making small talk, too, either. I said, and I still say... What was it I said and I still say? That you'd like to volunteer to give a small chin music concert for the benefit of some lonely person. Well, I would. If you got a patient that needs cheering up, somebody that a little of my bright, intelligent discussion of the topics of the day will do her more good than all them pills that you probably keep her so full of she rattles when she turns over. I'm the type of guy that... Oh, what's this? Her address. Mrs. Tolliver. Oh? It's not far. Why don't you drop over there right now and do your Sunday good deed? Right now? Oh, I didn't mean... That's wonderful of you, McGee. You want me to come with you? Uh, no, no. You've got dinner to fix. If you can call a cashew nut loaf with mock orange sauce and a side dish of parsley, you can call that dinner. Hop over there by yourself, Flaplet. Mrs. Tolliver won't bite you. Frankly, I don't know if I got the strength to do any talking today, Doc, with that diet you're starving us to death on, you big tummy torturer. That wilted lettuce and carrot strips I had for lunch wasn't enough to keep a rabbit alive, and I don't... Oh, you don't need any energy to talk, my boy. You just open your mouth and it flows like a broken water main. Here, here's your hat. Well, gee whiz, what's the big rush? Well, now, McGee, you always say whenever you have a good impulse, follow it through without stopping. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember saying it once, much less always. Well, I've got some hospital calls to make this afternoon, but I'll make them right now and drop you off at Mrs. Tolliver's. Here, let me help you with your overcoat. Yeah, but gee whiz, Doc. Wrap your muffler around you, good dear. Oh, now... Here's your mittens. Better button up your overcoat, too, Doctor. It's windy outside. Not as windy as it'll be at Mrs. Tolliver's house. Uh, This is a fine thing you're doing, my boy, cheering the sick. Where's my satchel, Molly? Thanks. Uh, Say, wait a minute. Maybe I ought to make some notes first. Figure out what to talk about. I mean, Mrs. Tolliver might... See you at dinner time, boys. Good luck, dearie. Hmm. How'd I get out here on the porch so fast? I pushed you. Huh? <laughs> Come on, my car's out front. Now, well, okay, let's go. I'll not only do Mrs. Tolliver a lot of good, but maybe it'll get my mind off this diet we're starving to death on. Because I get so dead-dreaded hungry, I can't hardly see my eyes. There's more fun with the McGee shortly. Hello, Jack. What's new? $10,000 in prizes. That's new. $10,000 in prizes? For what? Where? In Better Farming's Farm Building Contest. The magazine and the National Lumber Manufacturers Association are offering farmers $10,000 in prizes for the best ideas in improving farm buildings. A chance for every farmer to cash in on his ideas. Great. Where'd you say you read it? In Better Farming. Better farming for January. The farm building contest is only one of the many features you'll find in Better Farming. All these features, all that you read in Better Farming, is designed for just one thing, to help you make your farm a better farm. That's our dedicated aim, Better Farming, for better farm living. And that's why, incidentally, the name of Country Gentleman was changed to Better Farming. Now the name and the aim are the same. Better Farming. Mrs. Tolliver, company. Well, my name is McGee, and uh... oh, Doctor Gamble sent me over, Mrs. Tolliver. Can I come in? Oh, thanks. Well, 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 how do you do, Mrs. Tolliver? I'm mighty glad to see you. If you're another doctor he sent over here, young man, I must say you got a bedside manner like a stolen car salesman. Me, a doctor? Oh, no, Mrs. Tolliver. I'm just a guy that he likes to spend his time gabbing with people that got nobody to gab with. 
You must be pretty idle if you haven't got anything better to do of a Sunday afternoon but yak, yak, yak with a bedridden old has-been like me. If you feel that way about it, maybe you'd rather listen to the radio and I'll go back home. Don't I'm... turn on that blamed radio. People keep saying things I don't agree with, and I can't answer them back. Okay, I'll stay and visit a while. What you like to talk about, Mrs. Tolliver? Politics? Religion? Taxes? Liberace's teeth? Or what Santa Claus brung you? If this is Dr. Gamble's way of trying to collect the arrears on his bill... Oh, now, don't get me wrong, Mrs. Tolliver. I'm just your friendly neighborhood Bob Hope. How about a riddle? What is it that has fur, fins, and fleas? You give up? It's a retreating seal. <laughs> don't you get it, Mrs. Tolliver? A seal has... Don't like seals. Oh. Allergic to them. Make me break out. I see. Well, how about a funny joke? I got a million jokes. Used to be in show business, you know. I and a guy by the name of Fred Nittany, him and me had a suboutable act together from Star Rock, Illinois together, and we had jokes to burn. <laughs> like the one we used to open our act with, where Fred would say, I got a new clock that runs eight days without winding, and I'd say, how long would it run if you wind it? <laughs> ain't, that, ain't that a little of Mrs. Tolliver? We used to wow him with, uh, Mrs. Tolliver, you'll smother yourself putting your head under the covers like that. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Well, I, I'm just here to cheer you up, and whatever you'd like to talk about, we'll talk about. Yes, sir, you betcha. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, you take what's wrong with the government today. If I was in charge of the government, the first thing I'd do is put through a new rule. No talking in the Senate. Because it's the talking them senators do that takes up all the time. And if them guys had to go to the front of the room and write what they want to say on a blackboard, there wouldn't be so dad bred many arguments, because they'd run out of talk. Congress and the Pentagon straightened out, I'd go to work on the cabinet because I got some ideas. Hey, it's getting kind of dark in here, Mrs. Tolliver. I didn't realize how long I've been talking. <clears throat> and a horse. Want me to turn on the light and... Mrs. Tolliver. Mrs. Tolliver, are you all... Hey, she's gone. Hey, she must have slipped out of bed and crept out the door while... Hey, but she was bedridden. Oh, my gosh, I wonder where she... I better find her. Oh, Mrs. Tolliver. Mrs. Tolliver! <laughs> Now, 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 calm down, McGee. Take it easy. Oh, okay, I'm calm, I'm calm. But she's gone. Gone, vanished, disappeared, without a trace. Oh, dear, I wonder where she... I wish the doctor was here. It's a good here. thing he ain't. He'll probably kill me. Gee whiz, Molly, how am I going to explain well, this? Well, it thing? wasn't your fault, McGee, but the main thing is to find the poor woman. Where could she... I looked all over the house. I looked in her garage, every place. Doc will kill me. Oh. Why, she's been a patient of his for years. He probably keeps her like an annuity, you know. Gets a nice steady income out of her. Don't talk like that. Well, look. Annuity, indeed. Dr. Gamble wouldn't think of doing it. Oh, 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 here he comes. I'll have to tell him. We'll have to find her. Hiya, Molly. What's for dinner? Well, uh, like the diet says, doctor. Cashew nut loaf, dry bread and parsley. Uh, Doc. Oh, didn't see you huddled there, sonny. How's our little sick visitor tonight? Sick. Look, Doc, I, I want to explain about uh, about Mrs. Tolliver. Oh, yes, Mrs. Tolliver. That was a great job you did on her, my boy. What? Oh, splendid therapy. She is now better than she's ever been in a long time. She is? But where? Over at her sister's. What? Sister phoned me about a half an hour ago. Said Mrs. Tolliver had come over to visit in a nightgown and a long coat. First time out of the house in months. Oh! <laughs> well, but uh, is it all right for her to... Oh, that old gal's been fooling herself for a long time. It worked just like I thought it would. You mean... Yeah, a couple of hours of McGee's blab, blab, and she got back on her feet and ran to get rid of him. Oh. <laughs> what? You mean you knew? You deliberately sent me over my there? Boy, to... I'm going to use you on all my balky patients. Yeah? Yes. Well, you'll get them all back on their feet. Oh. 
We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Your busy workday hours can be cheered along by staying in tune with NBC. Weekday mornings, for example, you'll hear quiz fun at its merriest with the phrase that pays. An exciting question and answer game that you can play right from your own home and win some grand prizes. Listen tomorrow morning and find out how you can join the fun on the phrase that pays. Also in the morning, another sort of quiz show, Strike It Rich with Warren Hull asking the questions and trying to help people in need from all over the world. Then in the afternoon, dramatic entertainment with your longtime friend Stella Dallas, just plain Bill, young Widder Brown, and Lorenzo Jones. Also in the afternoon, a delightfully different sort of cereal called Hotel for Pets. It's something new in listening that you have to hear to appreciate. Try it tomorrow. All these and many more, designed to brighten your morning and afternoon hours and speed the busy week on its way. Just stay tuned to NBC. Oh. What's the matter, McGee? Can't you sleep? Just the opposite. I drop right off to sleep and then I dream. About, guess what? Food? Fattening food. Just now, before I woke up, I saw a big juicy hamburger sandwich go by. <laughs> on roller skates. And then something whooshed right after it, carrying a torch. I know, that was me. <laughs> but it wasn't a torch, it was a pot of mustard. Oh, what this diet is doing to us. <laughs> you said it. Oh, good night. Good night, all. Pepper McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble and Eleanor Audley as Mrs. Tolliver. Well, tomorrow is another eventful day in the diet week of Fibber, Molly, and Doc. No matter whether you're fat or thin, this is John Wall saying be sure to tune in. Tonight, join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends on the NBC Radio Network.